Welcome to another episode of Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. I'm Adam. I'm Paul. And I'm Jerry. Today we're going to drink some whiskey, smoke some cigars, and try some beer products. We're going to tell you guys all about it. Before we get to the whiskey of the week, let's talk about our our palate warmers. Um, what are you guys starting out with down there? I started out with a little AAA, some ancient, ancient age. Nice palate warmer. Starting out with the uh, the Chattanooga 1816 Reserve. Nice. I've not had that one. Yeah, it's the the stuff that they were sourcing from uh, MGP uh, while they were trying to change the whiskey laws of Tennessee. Okay. So it's the, uh, I believe it's the 21% rye mash bill, um, aged between two and 10 years. It's a Solero barrel finish. All right. I started out with a little bit of Rebel Yell. Um, this is an older bottle before they caved to cancel culture. This is a hundred proof. Um, I'm not sure if I know the mash bill. I know it is a weeder. And if you give me a second, hopefully I can come up with the mash bill. Um, looks like we're looking at 68% uh, corn. 20% wheat and 12% malted barley. This is um, bottled for Lux Row. Um, distilled and aged in Kentucky. So I'm I'm guessing that this is the the Heaven Hill distillate that Lux Row was sourcing um, prior to making their own juice. And it's one thing that I'll forever be uh, thankful to Blue Collar Bourbon for introducing me to. I like this whiskey very much. I don't drink it enough. So. All right. Are you guys ready to move on to the whiskey of the week? Sure. Let's go for it. All right. So this week... We're going to be talking about Rabbit Hole Cave Hill. It is a four grain. Um, we're looking at a mash bill of 70% corn, 10% malted wheat, 10% malted barley, and 10% honey malted barley. Um, the retail as of 2021 on this particular site where I'm getting this mash bill from was $60. I can get it here in Lexington for $50 at Total Wine. Um, it's coming in at 95 proof. And it's got a slick ass bottle. Bottled by Rabbit Hole Distillery in Louisville. Um, I don't recall where they were sourcing their juice from in the first place. Jerry, do you, do you recall where they said they were sourcing it from? Did they disclose it when we went? I don't remember. I thought they did. Maybe it's on this. Let's see here. This is saying it's all sourced, but made under contract and sourced through New Riff. New Riff. That's what it was. Yep. So this this bottle that I've got here would have been sourced from New Riff, which is the same bottle that your guys' samples are from. So let's dive right in. 
right away I get honey and citrus. Yeah, I get that. Yep. that citrus. Um, I really am pulling like a like an apple bread almost. Like a I get a bready note, but an apple undertone. Definitely bread. Yeah, that's what I was getting. Oak. I get a little a, bit of spice in there. Yeah, I get some baking spice and a little bit of cherry. Or it could be apple. It's somewhere, somewhere skirting that line as far yeah. as my nose goes anyway. Yeah, it's like a mild fruit. But apple yeah. jumped out at me first. That's what hit me. That's like an some... apple bread instead of like a banana bread. Exactly. If that's a if that's a thing. I was gonna say I've never had an apple bread, so I couldn't tell you for sure <laughs> if it is or not. Uh, I can say for such a, I don't want to say low proof, you know, it's, it's 95 proof lower than what I usually go for, but for a lower proof, it, it sticks to the side of the glass pretty well. I'll say that much. It's got a, a nice amber honey color to it. It's not super dark at, as you would expect from a, uh, sub 100 bourbon but it's got a it's got a nice color to it let's go ahead and tip the bottoms up guys you know the palate i get a lot more of that bread carries through um there's an oakiness definitely on the sides of the tongue but there's citrus there too i think i took a yeah, I get like good yeah like an oaky orange yeah yeah orange yeah but i think i took a sip before you guys and the finish is spicy it's surprising for yeah hot spiciness it, it drinks higher than 95 proof with that slight not burn but definitely got peppery spiciness on the finish well see i got apple immediately whenever i took a took a sip i do get the spices um of course i get a little bit of oak um i do get the spices on the back end but i hit the cigar right before i took a drink of the whiskey and it's like I got punched in the face with an apple with a green apple. Yeah. The second time I went back around, it was like biting into an apple. So Paul, are you uh fairly familiar with, with rabbit hole? Have you Jerry and I went there a couple years ago, but have you, are, are you fairly, fairly familiar with it? Yeah, I am. I've never been there, but I've done a bunch of their tastings online and things like that. So for those listeners who may not be familiar, um, let's talk a little bit about the story. Uh, it started with a guy named Kave Zamanian. Um, I believe, it's not saying anything about it in, in this little story that I'm looking at here, but I believe he was a doctor before he started. Yeah, working. he was, um, oh shit, I, read, I saw that the other day. He was a... Uh... Yeah, he was, I can't think about it, think of it, but yeah, he was some sort of doctor. And his wife, Heather, is from Louisville, and uh, that's kind of what got the ball rolling for him. Um, he met her, they fell in love, um, moved back to Louisville, and, you know, he just he just really loved bourbon and uh, left his first profession to open up this distillery, and... Um, I mean, that's kind of the, the short of the long of it, but Jerry and I went there with Wayne and Mike and Tim and 
that's easily, I mean, it's, it's, it's easily the most modern distillery I've ever been in. Um, yeah. But it is beautiful. It's sleek. It's clean. It's, um, it's um, streamlined um, and efficient. And it is, it's, it's just, I mean, it's really nice. And they've got, um, you know, they sell cigars there as well. They've got a nice little glass humidor there. Um, and I say little, and it, it spans the entire length of the wall in the gift shop. It's just, you know, and that, that wall is like 15 feet, 20 yeah. feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's really nice. Their gift shop is really nice. And it's not like it's, um, it's not like some distilleries where the gift shop is separate from the rest of the distillery. The, the gift shop is as soon as you walk in and then there's a big open doorway area that leads out to a walkway and that walkway just leads you directly into the rest of the distillery so when you walk up this ramp you can look over here and see the quality control you're looking through a big window you see the quality control station you look over here you see where the dumping station and through a door on the opposite end of the dumping station you can see where they have the barrels and then you know they end up um they take you all the way up on onto this uh this sort of catwalk area that it goes, I mean, their column still is huge, so you can't go all the way up as tall as the column still, but they take you all the way up as tall as the mash tons, and um, their, their tour guides are great. At least the one that we had was great. I don't remember the gentleman's name. He was he was an older guy that had retired previously and was doing that as a thing to do and clearly liked what he was doing um, and was very knowledgeable. And funny and just uh just a good guy. And then uh once you're done, they take you down a hallway to their bar for, for their tasting, and um they set you at a table and they've got all the samples there, and then after you're done, they've got a full bar there, and then you can you're you're on the second story of a building in downtown Louisville. So you go you can go outside and sit at these tables in these super comfortable chairs and sit there and just look yeah. out at all of Louisville while you're drinking and then go back inside and get some more from the bar. They've got a, a display with some super old bottles, um, prohibition era bottles and newer bottles that you can't get a hold of. And it's just a really good experience for anybody that's never been to rabbit hole. I highly recommend going and checking it out. Yeah. Since it started in, I think it was what, 2012, 2014, somewhere in that, that range. Um, the whole distillery is built for it more or less. So you can take the tour and see everything. It's not like a, a Buffalo trace or a maker's mark, which was built hundreds of years ago. And they didn't think people would actually be walking through these facilities. This one was built so you could see the pipes running underground and see the grain getting shot across the, the floor. And um, one of my favorite tours that I've done, even though it wasn't a, a giant, facility right they really found a way to to fill the amount of time that you were there like it wasn't it wasn't a super quick tour i mean it wasn't super no. super long either but it wasn't like you you were getting your money's worth about so. an hour yeah about that yeah um i i, I liked it a lot and like i said i highly rec recommend to anybody that hasn't been to go to louisville and check it out it's They've got a big on the outside. They've got a big um, tin awning with their 
logo, the the rabbit painted on it, which was pretty cool. And it's it's right. Well, down you you come down the street, you drive down the street one way, and you see their their rabbit logo, and you drive down the other way, and you see it just says Rabbit Hole Distillery. So it's kind of cool. It's like a corrugated sort of deal. So each side is painted or whatever it is up there. Right. And it's right down the road from. Uh, right down from Whiskey Row. Um, where were we gonna go? There was somewhere down there that we were gonna go to, and we didn't end up getting to go. Um, Angels. Yeah, Angels Envy. Yeah, that's what it was. That's real close to Angels Envy. Um, just a just a really good time. They make great um great whiskeys. I've got a bottle of Cave Hill. I've got a bottle of the Derringer. Um. They sell pretty much all of it with the exception of a couple specialty bottles right there at the distillery. They've got a gin that's really fucking good too. Even for those people that don't necessarily like gin, I don't necessarily like it. There's a couple that I do like that being one of them. So these guys do good stuff. They, they make good stuff. And, and uh, yeah, that gin, that gin's finished in their boxer grill rye. So it has a little bit of that floral spice to it. That's, helps it not be a terrible gin. For those of you out there that have some deeper pockets, they have some uh, a new, to celebrate 10 years of the distillery, they just released a few months ago um, a bottle called Tennille, which was named after John Tennille, who was the artist who illustrated wow. the original scenes of Down the Rabbit Hole and Alice's Adventure in Wonderland back in the late 1800s, I believe. Um, it's a double barrel cast drink, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and 939 sequentially numbered crystal decanters and premium gift boxes are being released for sale. Um, the MSRP is $650, but pretty cool story behind that. I mean, cool story, sure, but goddamn, uh, $650 is a lot of money to pay for the story. Still, I would imagine, you know, it's it's the crystal. Clearly, it's the crystal, but uh, the distillate's got to be fantastic because I've not had anything that they made that I did not like, and that includes what we're currently drinking. Clearly, I'm a fan of have two bottles. So, um, actually, this one was a gift for my birthday a couple months ago, and uh, I was very excited to get it. So, hats off to those guys. It's It's going great with this cigar, for me anyways. How do you guys feel about it? The pairing. Yeah, it pairs yeah. well. It definitely pairs well. It brings out a lot of the, for for the cigar that's, you know, peppery and, and darker, it's uh brings out a lot of fruit in the whiskey, I think. Um, which was the first thing I got even before going back and forth with the cigar. So I like that it 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 helps to bring that to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So moving on to the cigar, the cigar of the week is a Nightshade by Drew Estate. Um, this is a Corona, so it's a five and three quarters inches long and a ring gauge of 46. Um, the wrapper type is Connecticut Habano, which makes perfect sense because Drew Estate's you know, if you've smoked a Liga Privada or a lot of their other offerings, they really like the Connecticut Leafs. 
Um, the binders in the, the binders from Indonesia and the filler is Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan tobacco. And of course it originates in Nicaragua because it's Drew Estates. Um, it's a medium to full strength and it is a Maduro, although it's not, I mean, it is dark, but it's not as dark as a lot of the Maduros that I've had. Um, it's got a pretty handsome presentation. The, the ring or the, the, um, yeah, the ring, it's, I mean, it's got, you know, it's black, red, and gold, which I think is pretty cool. And then it's got the 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 red ribbon at the very bottom of it when you first open it up. But this box is fucking slick. I mean, it's, first of all, I'm a big fan of, despite the fact that I'm a UK fan, I'm a big, big fan of the black and red color combo. Um you know, uh, and then, you know, speaking specifically about Louisville, screw Louisville, go UK. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's not, it, it's, it's actual wood. You can hear me tapping on it. It's actual wood. It's not particle board. It's not, um, it's not cardboard. Um, you know, and you open it up here and it's got the same logo design on the inside that it does on the outside. It's, it's, it's the inside, the inside is not cedar and that's all right. Um, but it's, you know, it's very cool. It's 20 bucks or I'm sorry, 20 cigars for right now for this particular box. You can get it on JR cigars for $135 and 95 cents. Um, I got it cheaper than that because I caught it on sale, but still less than 140 bucks for 20 cigars from drew estates is a pretty damn good deal especially considering you know this cigar it's got a great flavor the ash is the only problem that i have with it it doesn't hold together as well as some of the cigars that i've had but it doesn't burn crazy it's got a it's got a good draw on it good flavors um like you said paul there's you know it's got spice it's 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 got a spicy flavor to it got some pepper in there um Kind of creamy too at the same time if that makes sense i i really like the cigar it's a it's yeah i'd smoke them every day if yeah. i had enough cigars to smoke or enough of these cigars to smoke every single day yeah for me it, it's definitely creamy it definitely gets like the the mouth salivating and whatnot but i also get like some some draws i get like a, a nice dark chocolate sometimes i get like a mm -hmm like a burnt a burnt chocolate mm -hmm. which it's not like it's not a bad note it's, it it works well but it's just the between the the spice or the black pepper the the creaminess and then like a burnt chocolate it doesn't seem like it would go well together but it it really does and the uh burn line has been consistent the whole time about halfway through now um i had one issue uh, I, when I lit it a little bit later, it started, I had a little crack in it. Um, but I am messing around with a new humidor. So, um, I'm gonna blame it on that, but otherwise it's draws great, smokes great, tastes great, uh, great presentation. Um, yeah, I can see this being an everyday. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, the, the pepper and I get coffee. That's what I get. Pepper and coffee. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe I'm getting like a burnt coffee. Maybe that's more 
than a, a burnt chocolate. But yeah. Yeah, which that's where I think it pairs well with this whiskey because the whiskey's got a fruity note and it's contrasting each other, but pairing nicely together. Um, yeah, and just go back to the the label. I mean, it's it's such a cool with the black and the red and the font that they write Nightshade in. And it almost looks like a movie poster for like a horror film more than it does. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a really cool presentation. So overall, I'm enjoying the cigar so far. Yeah, the uh, like you mentioned, the pairing is great. I'm actually getting now uh, kind of like the black crispiness on a marshmallow when you when you roast a marshmallow over a fire, yep. um, which I very much enjoy because unless you put a marshmallow over a fire and make it black and crispy, I don't want that shit. That's I mean, <laughs> right that's there just, with you, but. If you if you can kind of see how my ash is spreading apart there, that's the only issue that I have. You see how it's kind of like it's just kind of like like a like flower petals is kind of bursting out. I don't like that so much because you can be sure I I don't like to ash my cigars. I don't like to knock the ash off of my cigars because that can lead to you know odd burning. Like you can see mine starting to burn at a at an angle there. Um, and it can lead to cigars burning too fast. It can, I mean, there's lots of reasons not to knock the ash off, but I have to because of the way that the ash is splintering outwards like that. You can be sure that this damn ash is going to fall off onto me. If I don't, it's not going to make it, it's not going to fall off naturally in my ashtray. It's going to, it's going to fall off onto me and it's going to do it a lot sooner. Usually, you know, I, I consider a good cigar, it can hold an ash this long or longer, and this one is nowhere near, and that, that ash is going to fall off of there any second. So that's the only gripe that I have about these. Um, and maybe it's this box. You know, I'm sure that I'm going to get another box and test it out because I really like these cigars. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Drew Estates anyways. So um, thanks to them for making yet another great product um another great cigar I, i'm really not surprised you know we um I, i've mentioned before that liga Provada is my my preferred cigar they're just so damn expensive and hard to come by my thanks to jerry for sending sending one of those my way um big big fan um and uh but yeah I told you guys they're they're all over the place over here hey <laughs> I'm game. I'm game. So, so the other day when I was picking up the cigars for a, one of the shows down the road, I'm just looking around, see what else they had, and I saw that, and I was like, you know what? Both the guys said they have trouble finding them. Let me send it their way. I appreciate it very much. Uh, damn it! I'm sitting here singing the praises of these Karen lids that I got, and I still got a fucking gnat. And my whiskey. Um, I'm in an enclosed garage, by the way, and still there are gnats. And there's a the sewer. Uh, my bat the downstairs bathroom is on the other side of that wall, and the sewer shoots out this way and goes out, and then, you know, it's centrally located between my house and my neighbors across the, the backyard there. But there's a clean out inside the house in my garage here, and there's a drain, and 
that drain, I think, is where they are. And I pour shit down there all the time, hot water and bleach and whatever the hell else I can, um, whatever the hell else I can pour down there, it still won't kill the motherfuckers. So, um, sorry, my daughter texted me. Uh, anyway, uh, great cigar, great pairing, worked out really well with this, with this uh, lower proof whiskey. One of the things that we've come to discover through this little experiment that, that we've been doing here, uh, you know, um, foolproof whiskey and foolproof cigar or, or foolproof whiskey, higher proof whiskey and full flavored or full strength cigars don't necessarily go together the best. Um, sometimes it needs a little juxtaposition there and that really worked out in our favor this time. Um, this wasn't, it, it was pre-planned in that, we decided we'd do rabbit hole and these Drew Estate cigars hadn't tested the pairing before now. So thankfully that worked out in our favor. Um, and I'm not surprised. Two great products from two awesome companies. Hats off to them both. Yeah, and this is the first time I've had the Cave Hill since we did that tour in what was that, 22, 21, whenever it was. Okay. I have that uh, single barrel cast strength high gold, and I've had their standard high gold, and then their uh, the boxer grail rye. But this is the first time I've had the cave, cave hill, and since then, and I forgot how good it is. It's damn uh, tasty, damn good, damn good pour. Yeah, especially for a four grain. I'm not usually one for four grains. This one and the Penelope that I had the other day, the Penelope uh, barrel strength four grain. Holy shit. Um. If you guys don't have any of that, I'll get you guys some of that. We're going to have to put that on here because that is just. Um, so anyway, uh, let's move on to the beer product of the week. Um, they've already reposted our story. Uh, Jerry's been chatting with them a little bit on his, his post. Uh, we're talking about 8-Bit Beard Company. And uh, these guys are doing awesome, awesome things. So it it just it strikes a nostalgia chord for me, uh, and it probably does for Paul, and maybe Jerry as well. Jerry's Jerry's hundred percent. Yeah, I mean these uh, the names, the uh, you know, the hero of time. You know that's that's uh, if, if if I'm not mistaken, well, that's a name that Link was given in Zelda in Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask. and But I, I'm not mistaken, that may have also been the name of the game in Japan before it was uh, before it was I think so. released as Zelda. And then I got King Koopa. Um, if you don't know who King Koopa is, you've been living under a fucking rock. Um, but out of the two, well, I'm, I'm looking at the label, first of all, and it's it's clearly a picture of the gentleman that started the company, uh, but he's holding Link's sword and shield, um, which is just fucking awesome. Um, but out of these two, my personal favorite was the King Koopa. I liked them both. Um, but King Koopa has considerably more gone out of the bottle than, than the hero of time. I'm anxious to try the other, offerings that they have uh what what did you guys get i i don't remember which ones you picked up i got the king koopa also with the hero of time but i also picked up one called shadow man which is a crisp citrus warm spice and refined cologne and uh 
I like all three of these. I've been using all three of them, but yeah, the Koopa, the King Koopa has definitely got less in the bottle than the other two. I think that scent seems to be my favorite out of these three. All three of them are great. The Hero of Time, I don't know if you said, was whiskey, smoked vanilla, and wood. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the King Koopa is, yeah, so far my favorite. It's funny, though, since I've ordered these, my daughter was looking at the bottle and has a picture of the character on there, um, which I'm not sure how they get away with trademark-wise, but good for them. I like to see it. Um, it sparked me to try to explain to her what that was and uh, dusted off the old NES. And I got to say for like the last two, two weeks or so, my daughter has been addicted to Super Mario 1. We've been going to World Hell 3. Yeah. We've been getting all the lives on 3-1, on the turtle, on the steps. And I've been showing her all the old tricks and it's been bringing back some good memories and she's all into it. So uh, hats off to them for getting me to dust off my old gaming system from when I was about eight years old. That's yeah, so I went with the King Koopa as well, as along with the the Orca. Um, and this past week or so, I've been using the Orca because I knew Adam was a big fan of the King Koopa, so I wanted to try to get one of their other products on here. This one is... Um, this one is a Sea Skipper Cologne. Uh, the... The, the label on it, it's like an 8-bit version of uh, of Jaws. Um, and if you remember the ship name on Jaws is the Orca. Uh, this is, it has a scent of tropical citrus and cedar. Um, it reminds me because I grew up in like the Tampa Bay area and we were on the water at the beach almost every day. Um, it reminds of like you go out fishing all day you got like that sunscreen on, you go rinse off real quick and you go to the bar, like a little rum bar or a tropical bar. Um, hit you straight up with like pineapple and, and coconut at first. And then every once in a while you get a nice little hint of like a cologne scent. Um, and so down here in Florida with it being a hundred and bejesus degrees down here, uh, it goes well, feels like I'm sitting on a beach all day. Um, but yeah, big fan of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It lasts. The scent lasts. Um, it's not something that just disappears real, real quick, which is something that I appreciate. Um, I put these things into my beard that have these scents because I like the scent. I want the scent to to hang around for a while. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I've got something in my beard now. I put it in there about three hours ago, and I may as well put it in there two minutes ago because i can still smell it it's great um it definitely soaks into the into the hair into the hairs <clears throat> and it gets into the follicles but it doesn't clog them up which is a big thing for me because something that we've discussed on here in the past is when your follicles fill up with bullshit your beard actually becomes painful so if you touch it you lay on it wrong or, or you lay on it at all it, it hurts like hell because it's stiff in the follicle um, so it's not stopping up or clogging my, my follicles, my pores. I'm not breaking out it. It, um, when I, when I put it, you know, I'll get it in the skin or on the skin. It, it actually, uh, helps to nourish the skin as well. So, and it's all natural products. Um, and they're, they're listed right on the label, which is something I appreciate. So we're looking at Babassu oil, which I don't know what the hell that is, but castor oil, Absinian oil, 
golden jojoba oil, hemp seed oil, avocado oil, cucumber seed oil, fragrance and or essential oils. Um, and then that was that was the King Koopa. And then looking at Hero of Time, it's essentially the exact same thing. Um, and then they've got warnings on here, which I appreciate, which I don't necessarily see on every single um, beard oil that I've tried, you know, for external, external use only, obviously, but test for allergies because, you know, they've got some things in here that people might be allergic to. A lot of people don't realize that some of these oils have nut oils in them or they have, you know, this or that, whatever, something that they could actually have a, a, a bad allergic reaction to. So that's, that's cool that they throw that on there. It's all on their website as well. And, um, my ash fell on the floor. That's exactly what I was talking about. My ash fell. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was looking at their website earlier. And, um, you know, here on this show, we promote veteran-owned businesses or um, helping veterans or whatever. Um, the gentleman that started this company, he is not a veteran as far as I can tell. But his company does provide discounts for veterans. Um, and I thought that that was, that was very cool. Uh, I, I don't remember it's 20, where it's 20% off, it's for 20% off and first responders. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the guy, he, he, he lives in Ohio. His name's Sean Ryan, by the way, in case anybody was curious. Um, he comes from a long line of, of bearded men. And, um, I'm looking at a picture of him here. He's got a pretty fantastic beard, um, and a beautiful family. So, uh, that's great. But uh, yeah, he, he's got a government uh, and mil excuse me, government X military discount. I don't know what the what the gov X means exactly, but. Um, just a registration that you can register. Yeah, for your you go online and. OK, so, yeah, 20 percent off, which is amazing. So if they're not going to be. You know, if, if it's a company that isn't necessarily or hasn't necessarily been started by a former military or LEO or firefighter, um, the next best thing is to offer those discounts to to folks that are. So it's it's not just military, by the way. It's also first responders that discount. So if you're current military, uh, former military, or you're a first responder, firefighter, police officer, paramedic, EMT, 20% off from 8-Bit Beard Co. It's definitely worth the full price. But, you know, if if you're one of those one of those folks that fall into that category, might as well uh, take advantage of it because these products are fantastic. Um, again, they smell great. They do the job that they that they set out to do. The bottles are, are the, the labeling, the marketing is fantastic. The website's even awesome. The website looks like something that I would expect to see popping an NES cartridge into an old school Nintendo. So yep. um, really, really cool, really cool stuff. Um, I'd like to thank our friend um, at Ken Skonskin for turning us on to the eight beard or eight bit beard co. Um, I saw him do a review not too long ago. I think we all did. And, um, and that's, that's kind of where we got the idea. So big thanks to Ken from at Ken's Gonson. Um, great products, great products, guys. Uh, keep up the good work. Looking forward to 
getting more of your products, trying them out. Um, I'm sure we'll review this product again on oh, yeah. the show. I don't, I don't think we're above doing repeats of, you know, the same companies. If, if their products really strike our fancy and this one, um, at least for me falls right in the line with Nicholas Beardworks, who I'm a very, very big fan of. So, uh, good stuff. Yeah. And if you're, uh, so you're not... go ahead, Jerry. I was going to say the bottle. Um, I don't personally, I don't see it much. I don't know about you guys. Uh, a clear beard oil bottle. Granted, it's like a frosted glass, but they usually come in that amber bottle. Yep. Can't see through it or anything. So that was kind of cool when I first opened it up. The one thing I don't like is it doesn't have a dropper top. It has the reducer cap. So the first few times using it, I'm used to the dropper. It was hard getting used to how many shakes to get the amount of oil out. And I remember one time, I think it was second or third time I did it. Um, because you can kind of see how much oil you have and how much you usually use. And I was like, I could use another splash. So I did that. And next thing I know, I have like a puddle in my hand. I was like, ah, whatever. So I put it in and even if you use extra oil, it absorbed right in. Didn't feel greasy or anything like that. Um, right. So, so it was, I was pretty excited about that because I thought I had way too much on my hands, which I did, but it soaked right in. It didn't feel greasy, didn't feel heavy. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. And then a little quick touch on their website, at least on the product. So I have the Orca on there. You go down to the ingredients and it says Babassu oil, castor oil, and then it explains what that oil actually does for the hair. So the Babassu oil smooths strands to add softness and shine, reduces frizz, makes hair less prone to breakage. So it's kind of cool to see what the actual oil does instead of just saying, hey, we have these oils. Uh, you don't really, you don't see that often. Fair enough. Yeah, and that yeah. makes sense because I'm sorry, Paul. Go, um, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to speak to that Babassu oil. Um, they got a great blog section with some really cool blog posts in there. Mm -hmm. Check that out on their website. One of them is, it says that that oil is like their number one oil. I guess that's the one they use in all their products. And it's it's a palm oil. Um, they say it's similar to like coconut oil, but it's lightweight. And that's why they use it. It goes on and it absorbs good. It's not greasy. And I think that, you know, is the possibly the reason their products are as good as they are. Um, but yeah, check out their blog section. Check out their, the names of some of the products. We only listed a few with a lot of nostalgic names out there um that'll bring back some good memories just reading the names of the products um they do offer a, a wide range of products um from you know everything for as far as beard care soaps waxes um combs hats apparel candles wax melts so they offer a wide variety of products for their scents um i did have to say though jerry I guess it's different sizes how they sell things because if you guys got the clear bottle with the larger size, I have samples to try a couple different scents. And I have amber bottles with droppers. They package things. Hmm. Um, going with that, you could go on and buy a I salt somewhere. You could buy a dropper top to go with your with your bottle um it was just one of those things i've i don't think i've ever used a uh beard oil that didn't have the drop the the dropper top and the only reducer top i've ever really used is for hot sauce and honestly if i'm throwing that on food i don't care how much i'm throwing on there i'm just gonna douse that shit um yeah but it was a little weird to get used to at first but i think i figured it out now and 
yeah, I'm definitely this is definitely top three, if not the top beard oil that I've I've tried. Um and then that little sample that Adam sent of that Nicholas, that's right up there with it. So um great things coming out of these guys. Yeah, and uh touch one more time on that Babasu. Um I was gonna say that this this oil uh, it did something that I didn't expect. Um, it provides a certain amount of control for the wily ass hairs on my, on my, you know, you, you, I, I want, I want my beard to be, you know, uniform. I like for my mustache. Cause I do, you know, we, we've talked about not using mustache wax on this show before I do, um, to a certain extent because I can't stand for my mustache hairs to be in my mouth. And, um, so, um, it doesn't necessarily control my mustache. I did use a wax for that. Um, we can talk about that on another episode, but, um, it does provide a certain amount of control. So that makes sense. What you said about the Babasu oil. So, um, again, great products, uh, keep it up. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep sending people your way. So good stuff. Um, all right, so let's move on to this pour is on me. And this week, the pour is on Jerry. So Jerry, tell us what we're going to be drinking. Tell us a little bit about the, about the whiskey itself. So this week we have 2XO, the Innkeeper's Blend. Uh, it's by Dixon Dedman of the, or formerly of uh, Old, or Kentucky Owl. Uh, 2XO stands for two times oak, which everything in this, I don't know if it's everything in this lineup or everything that he's going to do with this brand is going to be uh, finished in a secondary oak barrel. Um this one was released April of this year, 2023. He doesn't di disclose where he sources his barrels from, but it is undisclosed proportions of a high rye, 35%, and a low rye, somewhere between 16 and 18%. Um, and it's a bourbon, so it's got to be at least 51% corn. It's coming in at 104 proof, no age statement. Um this is the second batch. The first one was the Phoenix blend. And uh, this one, the innkeepers blend pays homage to the Deadman's family uh, and their century plus history in the hospitality industry. Uh, his family was previous owners of the Beaumont Inn in Kentucky. So this is what that is uh, resembling. Um, and then I got some, some notes from the website. It says uh, the innkeeper's blend uh, mouthfeel is viscous and rich, moving from caramel sweetness on the front to a, a ripe red fruit in the middle, finishing with light peppery spice. Um, so on the nose, you should get butterscotch, cherry, cinnamon, and some earthy notes. And on the palate, it should be caramel, vanilla, cherry, and then a light peppery finish. Um, a buddy of mine, Nick, he goes by uh, Amongst the Whiskey on Instagram. He did a fairly in-depth review of this. 
So a little quick recap. He gets uh, funky molasses, heavy caramel, uh, creamed corn, and waves of barrel funk. It's a bold oaks, uh, bold oak bomb uh, with plum and heavy char, black pepper, brown sugar, all that good stuff. And then cherry, smoke, raspberry, uh, red velvet cake uh, on the palate. And then as it sits in the glass, he gets uh, like a creamy butter, buttercream frosting profile with stone fruit and uh, nice bakery delights. So I've I've picked up this one and the Phoenix blend, and I'm a big fan of both of them. Excited to see what he has coming out in the pipeline uh, within the next couple of years with this brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, let's dive on into this. Um, I tried the – what was the other one you sent? The Phoenix. Yeah, I tried the Phoenix. So this is the innkeeper, and uh, Jerry said this was a little bit spicier than the than the innkeeper, little, which a little bit bolder. The, the oh yeah, the the Phoenix was more of like that typical just sweet profile, and this one is definitely a little bit bolder on the overall. Yeah, I definitely get the molasses comes through on the nose. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the first thing that hits you, but you get a a good amount of oak, um, and there is a little bit of sweet fruit like a like a cherry i think you said on the nose yeah yeah there's a lot going on with this this one and the the phoenix one but this one has a lot more going on that is a damn good whiskey um holy shit yeah there's a there's a lot that jumps around on that one it starts out sweet and oaky um a little bit tannic but then i'm getting like Mm -hmm chocolate even on the back end a little bit of pepper it's, it's like it's weird it comes in waves it starts out like oaky and then it goes sweet to fruit then sweet to like chocolate and then back to oaky again so one thing i forgot to mention that he said which uh once i read this that it's all i could think of the mouth coating is sweet like the remnants of a sip of an old-fashioned 100% I get that. A little bit of, of citrus. Uh, for me, when I make my old fashions, I like to use uh, walnut bitters and the Aztec chocolate bitters. So I'm getting those nutty and chocolate things like Paul was saying. Um, so that once I read that, I'm like, yeah, that's an old fashioned in a bottle, basically. Yeah, that's, that's a really good pour right there. Yes, it is. That is a damn good whiskey. Um, yeah, Dixon, Dixon knows a thing or two and yeah, I'd say so, you know, thank goodness for, for, so uh, let's back up a little bit and talk about Kentucky owl. That was a, a brand that his great grandfather started, I believe, or maybe it was his grandfather. Um, and he resurrected that and then you know, really took it to, to some new heights. And, um, they were, it was, who was it? Pernod, Pernod, Pernod Ricard. Is that who they were sold to? Um, hold on a sec. I got to look that up. I don't want to record this and sound like a complete idiot. I think it was, but you should probably look it up. Stoli. They were sold to Stoli. So he, he sold it to Stoli and, um, 
ventured out doing this brand new thing with um with 2XO and I really did something stupid. I've been kicking myself in the ass for a while now um doing this because I saw it on the shelf, the first offering, at the same time that I saw the Buzzard Roost cigar blend. And I didn't realize where the 2XO was from or who it was from until after I'd left. And um, I was going to go back to the store that day and pick it up and wasn't able to. I went back the next day and they were sold out completely. The fuck. So thankfully, Jerry was able to... Uh, send me some samples so that I could finally try it. Um, because it's not even, even around here in Kentucky, it's not super, super hard to get, but it's not terribly readily available. It's not oh. something I can walk into the standard liquor store and find. Um, I've got my, my certain haunts that I, that I check for certain things and, and they're, they're generally pretty reliable, but they're not even necessarily guaranteed because, those haunts are the same haunts that folks like myself who know a thing or two, that's where they go to look for their shit too. So, um, Dixon, if you happen to be listening to this, I know that you reacted to one of our posts, um, from Friday. Uh, this is great. This, this is, this is fantastic. Um, don't quit your day job because your day job <laughs> it's my dream job and you're really fucking good at what you do, man. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, you know, uh, this is, this is fantastic. And it's oddly enough, I wouldn't expect it to be as good with this cigar as it is. This is fucking. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that caramel and chocolate molasses goes real good with this. The notes of, you know, the coffee and the pepper that I'm getting off the cigar. It's, it's, it's a yeah. Pairing. Mm hmm. And I even get some fruit yeah. from this innkeeper. Um, but it's like a, yeah, a little bit. It's like a fruit salad without melon in it, if that makes any sense. That was those were always the bits of my fruit salad that I picked out, the melon and the cherry. <laughs> um and uh but this is this is I mean hot damn. That's fantastic. That's a damn good whiskey. And uh what was the proof on this, Jerry? 104. 104. Man, yeah, it drinks. ton of flavor for ton of flavor for a. I don't want to say low proof, but a lower proof whiskey. It drinks below one hundred four. Mm -hmm. There's hardly any Kentucky hug on this whatsoever. Um, nice. Let me clarify for anybody that may be listening to this that don't know what a Kentucky hug is. When you drink whiskey and you get that little that warm feeling in your chest, that's called a Kentucky hug. Almost like, almost like a heartburn sort of deal. Yeah, almost. But it dissipates in a good, um, in a good way. Heartburn yeah, in, yeah, in a good way. way. <laughs> so, so when the Phoenix blend came out, I saw it sitting on the shelf, and I looked at it. I saw Deadman's name on it. Um, I hate to say it, but the Kentucky Owl, at least the was it the confiscated, the cheaper of that that uh, lineup, wasn't a big fan of, and the the other offerings I liked, but. 300 bucks or whatever they went for is a little bit out of my price range. So I was kind of iffy about grabbing this one. And I had some, some buddies locally tell me that they really liked it. And then, uh, 
some people on Instagram that I follow and, and chat with all the time that I respect their their reviews and their their views on different whiskeys. They say you got to go back and grab it. So I think the next day on my way home from work, I stopped at the store, grabbed it, popped it open as soon as I got home. And I'm real glad I did. And then when I saw this innkeeper sitting on the shelf when it first came out, at least around here, no hesitation, just pointed to it because it was behind the counter, pointed to it. He, the guy picked it up and I swiped my card. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I've come to realize that there are certain certain whiskeys where I don't pay attention to the labels. I'll take it up to the counter and they tell me the price and my heart stops a little bit. And then there are other whiskeys where I'm Who gives like, a shit. Yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't get my card out fast enough. Don't give a fuck. And uh I would definitely around here I know that that goes for the same price as the Buzzard Roost cigar. So about 80, 80 bucks or so, something like that. Um and I would I would pay that definitely no problem. Um, I have a bottle of the confiscated upstairs. Um, and I've had other offerings from Kentucky Owl. The confiscated wasn't my favorite. Uh, and I don't think that it was necessarily Dixon's favorite either, because yeah. I feel like there was more of an emphasis from the company and the brand on other offerings. And that's fair. That's fine. You know, we all have our favorites. Um, and so uh, I don't hate that bottle. Uh, I don't feel like the price that I got it for. I feel like Total Wine had it priced a little too high. I paid $114 for that bottle. And that was four years ago, something like that. Um, I would pay $100 for this 2XO. With so no it's problem. here here both of them go for 99.99 um and if i remember correctly um the spirit animal society did a instagram live with him uh, a couple months back if i remember correctly he started this brand because he wanted to be full control over everything like you said how with kentucky owl there was other influences with the whiskey and whatnot he wanted full control over everything and that's why when he left kentucky owl he started this he's he does everything he tastes everything he blends everything together it's what he wants to do so um it was kind of cool and it's it's fantastic whiskey so i just double checked myself on the price of that uh total wine has it listed for 98.99 here in kentucky in lexington kentucky at least i don't know about louisville i'm sure it's the same roughly anyways because it's just, it's the same company we're not a control state here in Kentucky, but um, I would imagine a store like that would pretty much have it priced the same across the board. Regardless, damn worth the price. This this shit is is well, it's not shit. Um, this is this is good whiskey. This is <laughs> this is good whiskey. Um, this is the kind. So I remember watching you know, old Westerns or like even um, back to the future three. Right. And then they, they go into these saloons and they get these whiskeys and whatever. And, and, um, and this is before I was even old enough to drink, but um, looking at the whiskeys that they have and you're like, damn, that, that looks tasty. This, this is what I imagine those cats getting back in the day. Now what they had back in the day is nowhere near as good as this. 
I'm sure that was that was garbage shit whiskey, but this is something that they would use in a movie to portray the whiskey and and or well, that's not true either. It's it's probably water with with food coloring in it. Regardless, this is damn good. This is movie quality whiskey. Let's go with that. Movie quality whiskey. This shit's fantastic. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm looking it up right now because I've seen that uh coming whiskey posted a couple new TTB labels for 2XO recently. Um, they do, I'm not seeing it, but they do have a, it's, I believe it's going to be like an everyday standard offering. Um, I think it's finished in American Oak, if I remember correctly. And it's, it's not going to be the hundred dollar price tag. I'm sure it'll be like 50 or 60 bucks. Kind of like how Kentucky Owl had the Wiseman, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have that. Um, and then the next, so this is what he calls the icon series. The next one is, um, I butcher that if I try to say what it is. Um, <laughs> oh no, that's the fourth one. So the next, I have no idea what I'm talking about now. Uh, but he has a French oak, uh, coming out. And I guess that's going to be the oak series. Um, very interested. And you know how TTB just puts a, uh, uh, just a random truth on it. This one's saying 92, which I'm not going to be disappointed if it's 92, but if it's, uh, if it's up towards the 104, like the last two are, I'll be excited. But then he has the Kiowa blend. I definitely butchered that one. Um, I don't know what that's about. Because, but he has that coming out. There's a few coming out that he has, um, and I'm looking forward to every single one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that French oak. I'm a big fan of French oak finish whiskeys. Um, Makers 46, the cast strength. Um, I have a couple starlights that are French oak finished. Um, a few other whiskeys and. I love that that French oak finish and how it uh, changes the whiskey considerably, but yet it still is the base whiskey at the same time. It's nice spice profiles and whatnot to it, so I'm, I'll definitely be looking out for that one. All right. Well, I believe that concludes yet another episode of Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbeardsandbelvedere.com you can find all of the uh, all of our social links on our website don't forget also to check out the websites of all the products we've reviewed here today it's rabbitholedistillery.com 8 the number 8 bitbeardco.com drewestate.com and then if you're feeling froggy you can go to jrcigars.com and locate those cigars. Um, we're also going to be looking at 2xowhiskey.com. 2xowhiskey.com. And yeah, so um, don't forget to enjoy your whiskey and your sticks responsibly. Um, don't forget to support your veterans. Um, 
veteran homelessness is awful. We need to do better by our veterans. Some gave all, but all gave some. Let's not forget them. Um, until next week, cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Beards and Belvedere's is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Ferrisier. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvedere's.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers.